Hey, you know, service dogs play vital roles for veterans, but Canada's lack of standards are making travel access more difficult. Joining us to talk about this is a professor and research chair in One Health and Wellness at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon, and that's Colleen Dell. Hey, Colleen. Hi, thanks welcome. for having me. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, listen, it sounds, it sounds like there's a lack of standards across the country for this, and it's causing some problems. Am I reading that right? Yeah, absolutely. And this has been ongoing for some time now. And as you probably know, service dogs are gaining more and more attention. You're seeing them out and about and doing different things for different individuals. And I think now that it's really proliferated, that uh, the need for standards is really becoming evident. Yeah. Before we go too far off the beaten path here, let's talk about service dogs for the veterans. This is the number one concern for me. Uh, We got to make things easier for the veterans to travel around the country, right? Absolutely. So right now we don't have federal standards, like national standards that would bring all our provinces and territories together. Right. In fact, some provinces like Saskatchewan, we don't have any at all. And then you look at a province like Alberta, they do have standards, right? But those are not accepted by all provinces and territories. In Canada has, I think it was in 2017, the Canadian General Standards Board, they started a process, or they continued a process that actually started in 2013 of trying to come up with these standards, right. but uh, it, it didn't happen. <laughs> and actually, it goes all the way back to the early 90s, where it was on the table to talk about these needs for standards, but it just has not happened yet. There's lots of disagreements, and uh, yeah. So, Colleen, what has to happen here? Who's got to take the, the, you know, who's got to take the control here, so to speak? Yeah, there was a a committee from Veteran Affairs in 2002 from the House of Commons. They had a standing committee, and they said, right at this point, we really need another, we need someone to come in and really look at uh, having having these standards brought together. So they were saying maybe this could be a responsibility. There is one organization called the Canadian Federation for Animal Assisted Support Services. Right. And they did put out some voluntary standards this in 2023, but no one has to agree to them because they're voluntary. So the government, that, that standing committee did come out and say, we need to do something so that um, we're all on the same page, right? But... Uh, I don't know what the next steps are. No one knows right now what those next steps are if, or if that standing committee could make that happen in some way. Well, I'd like to see the fact that uh, we're talking about Canadian veterans first here, right? We can talk yeah. about all the other yeah. service animals out there, and we will, but it just seems yeah. to me that somebody is just going to have to step up. And, uh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we're able to get that done. But there are mm-hmm. other service dogs out there. I was just saying I was at the Edmonton International Airport not long ago, and there was a support. Yeah dog there to try to make people feel better about being in an airport because it's a scary place for some people yeah absolutely and there and that's a good point because there's all these different roles of dogs so that would have been a support or a therapy dog that yeah. is there doing that work right that's another area where we don't have standards and they call them human uh support services like And I think when we think about this, there is the human side, right? That's really important that that these standards are in place. For example, if you are looking for a service dog right now, with whatever the disability may be, 
Um, it could be, it's really difficult. We did a, an environmental scan last year and there was about a hundred and there's probably more than a hundred organizations right now. About a third of those were uh, for profit and the other two thirds were not for profit. But it ranged from, you know, having someone help you train your own dog to, you know, paying 30000 to get a service dog to just um, having to fundraise do- money to get a dog, right? Like, it really ranged. And when you just think about that and how differently those dogs may be trained, yes. we really need to think about that idea of standards. And again, sorry, what I was going to say there is you're talking about, like, a therapy dog or a support dog in, yeah. in, a, in the airport. So... We need to think about the human component there, but also the animal welfare. And that's what we really suggest is looking from the animal welfare component, right, to make sure that these dogs are well cared for and and all of that is happening too. So it's not just from the human lens, but from the animal lens. And when we do that, I think we can move forward um, looking at that human-animal bond, recognizing that bond, and making sure people with lived experience, like the veterans, are at those tables and sharing their experience because they know better than anyone what these standards or lack of standards and how it's impacting them and what's important to them. Well, well, the thing that, that I watched very carefully as I was watching some of the interactions was how much it was settling people. And so often yeah. I think it's become almost a bit of a parody of itself because we've heard all the stories about uh, the one story I still remember. Somebody in the mm-hmm. U.S. tried to bring a peacock on a flight saying it was an emotional <laughs> support peacock. And so we start laughing yeah. at it, but forgetting that it's a real serious issue. Absolutely. And, you know, actually, because of all that, I've seen peacocks, ducks yes. and everything, right? Yeah. But then what the Canadian Transportation Agency did is they now have... Um, a recent decision on how how individuals um, are traveling in air, rail, or ferry if they're a passenger, and how they can bring an emotional support to animal on. And for them, it's specifically dogs. Okay. Right? So, you know, as these things come up, we're still muddling our way and figuring this out. But I think when we're looking at standards for service dogs, the Canadian Transportation Agency, you know, they put a lot of work into that, and now they have the standard on travel. They have it for service dogs, but also emotional support animals now, which is really great. Because they recognize that bond, oh, right, yeah. and how important that can be. Yeah, I'm just hoping we start to take some action because I think it would improve veteran health, right? And that's one of the things we've got to consider here. Oh, 100%. Because we did a study and we looked at the human-animal bond and how important that is for the veterans and the role of the dogs and so forth. And very positive findings, as others have as well, and especially Australia and the States. But one thing we also found that is the veterans describe the challenges related to service dog regulations and legislation and how this really it hindered their ability to go out, right, or to it contribute to... So what it ended up in the end was contributing to this sense of disconnection right. where we want the veterans getting out of the basement. They have the dog to now go into public spaces and so forth with the support. But when, you know, whether it's from the public uh, suggesting to you or asking you why exactly do you need that dog when it really is no one's business, right? Or a uh, uh, store then saying, well, that's the wrong type of dog. That wouldn't be a service dog. When in reality, that dog plays a really important role. It just is not a lab or a golden retriever or something you would typically see, but it's trained to the same standards, right? So. Yes. 
the veterans really described to us how the dogs were great, but also that uh, responses to the dogs really hindered them sometimes of not wanting to go out and connect. Well, fingers crossed that we kind of get going in a more positive direction on this, although it sounds like Canada's doing pretty well, though, right? It is, and okay. we have a couple of uh, surveys out there that show that we are moving, especially youth. Youth and kids, they really get it. Like, don't touch the dog. They yes. ask the right questions. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, if somebody wanted to find out more information, how do they get a hold of you, Colleen? Uh, we have, we're at the Positive Connections Lab, so Positive Connections, P-A-W-S, uh, ConnectionsLab.com. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you. All right, there you go, Dr. Colleen Dell, Professor and Research Chair in What Health and Wellness at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon.